Season's winding down. Season's starting up. It's where we go right now in part two of covering the Commonwealth. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Lynchburg Hillcats. Jason Prill with us here in the Fast Lane. Jason, a pleasure to be speaking with you. Hillcats, final homestand of the season this coming week against the Kannapolis Intimidators, or they used to be called the Intimidators anyway. Uh, Jason. Yeah, that's their old name. I uh, know. I'm, I'm a little outdated here. But it's near the end of the season for the Lynchburg Hillcats. Decent amount of momentum coming from Fredericksburg back home. What are you expecting now from the Hillcats is, yes, we're at the time of year where the roster looks even more different after call-ups have happened to the big leagues. Well, Ed, I think what you're going to see is a team that's hungry to prove themselves. They have one last shot, six more games to try to make a push for the postseason. They're three games out. Carolina's taking on Salem just up the road. And I know this team, they still want to compete. They want to keep playing a little bit farther into September. So they're motivated. They're focused. They have that goal of making it to the postseason. And they're going to give it their all for the next six days. Our fans, of course, can uh, get tickets at lynchburg-hillcats.com. Trey's picking up the phone, and apparently somehow that's going over the air. Not sure how that works, but mistake. it's not Christmas here in the studio. It will be the countdown to Christmas this coming Friday when the Lynchburg Hillcats battle Kannapolis. What's your Christmas regalia that you'll be wearing for that? You know, I think I'm going to have to go digging through my, old, my, my closet to try to find an old, ugly Christmas sweater. Otherwise... I'm just going to grab one of our awesome jerseys that we're giving away out of the first 500 fans. you got to do a little shameless plug for that one. 500 ugly Christmas uh, sweater jerseys to the fans that are coming to the ballpark. So that might be what I'm actually wearing on Friday night. Jason might sneak one of those away at maybe $4.99 if he uh, can't find one that might have already <laughs> been reserved. So if you're counting in your fan number $4.99 and you get the last one, you can blame Jason for why the last one might not actually be yours. In the meantime, Jason, you also work with the Liberty Flames. You broadcast, uh, help with their broadcasts. Back in the studio, your impressions of Game 1 of the Jamie Chabwell era, more importantly, how they weathered that storm after having a big first-half lead, then some adversity, and then they were able to finish the deal off. Well, Ed, I think that's exactly uh, what you're saying. They weathered the storm. They didn't get punched in the mouth and fall down. They got punched in the mouth, and they came back up swinging. And that's what you want to see from a team, especially early on in the season, against a team that made a bowl game last year. When you have a new coaching staff come in, you're not sure who the quarterback's going to be. You just want to make sure that they are mentally tough. And I think we saw that about the Liberty Flames, and they're going to be opportunistic. They were opportunistic on defense, five interceptions, and I think that's going to be the narrative of this football team going forward. Jason Pro with us here in the Fast Lane. Jason, thank you for your time. Much appreciated. Look forward to chatting again, and uh, maybe this time it'll be about Liberty. No problem at any time. Jason Pearl with us here in the fast lane. Now to NASCAR. Are we calling an audible, Trey? Yeah, I had to. That's why I was on the phone. I was hot dialing numbers, and I had to get, I had to get, you know, before he wins his Grammy, we we, we had to get a Grammy, future Grammy award winner as a sub. A singer whose hits probably won't make it to Rebound 1039 Lynchburg's classic hits just yet because they have been recently released. But he's that musically talented Michael Massey of FrenchStretch.com with us here in the fast lane. Michael, future Grammy Award winning Massey, we appreciate your time, of course. Southern 500 this past weekend, clear to say that Joe Gibbs Racing stock is down and maybe a little bit more pressure entering Kansas than they anticipated? 
Hey, Ed. Uh, first off, thanks for having me on. If I do win a Grammy, then I'm a little concerned because it's all covers. So the original artist might come after me, you know, with lawsuits. But uh, no, to, to answer your question, Joe is Racing. That was there's good and there's bad that came out of Darlington. Uh, the the good obviously is that they had extremely great speed. Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, where they were the class of the field. Um, but it's a missed opportunity, and you know it, it's so hard to win. You're not going to unload with the best cars every single week. So, like, when you get the best cars, you got to win. And you, you know, I don't think it's anything to worry about. For Hamlin and Truex, I think they're good on points. You know, their buffers enough. That, but Christopher Bell, that that's a huge missed opportunity. He is too close to the cut line. One more bad race, and I don't think he advances. That's crazy to think about, given how he was a finalist last year, and many people thought he would have had a good chance to win if not for Joey Logano getting the victory. Meanwhile, the flip side of the bad weekend for Joe Gibbs Racing is that Hendrick had a very good weekend. Obviously, William Byron was solid. Kyle Larson locks himself in to the second round of the NASCAR playoffs with a victory. What is it about that team in particular, where they may not always win, with the dominant car, but they find themselves in the right position and do know how to capitalize and get the number five to victory lane. Hey, that's what winning a championship is all about. How many times back in the day, whether it be Dale Earnhardt or Jimmy Johnson, did a race start and you're like, they're not even in the picture. And then come down to the end of the race and they're running top five. Hey, that's that's how you win a championship. We, William Byron and and Kyle Larson, both, neither one of them. I don't know that either one of them had like a top five fastest car. Um, but towards the end there, that's where they both found themselves. Enough people shot themselves in the foot, and those guys just made no mistakes. And um, that, that's why Hendrick, I mean, I think both those guys are going to be fighting for a championship at Phoenix. M underscore Massey 22 with us here in the fast lane. Michael, last one for you. Kansas is the racetrack that's up on the docket. Where is the pressure the greatest in terms of team or driver entering this race in uh, hopes of solidifying or resolving, reviving might be a better word, their playoff hopes? Uh, so so a couple guys, I think, I think Christopher Bell, as I mentioned, is one. Uh, and then a huge one, though, Kevin Harvick. You know, that was, he's another guy that might maybe should have won the Southern 500. Instead, he's below the cut line now. And, you know, you don't have an opportunity like you had at Darlington at all the time. I, if the Fords are fast at Kansas, I will be shocked. But that's a team, Kevin Harvick and Crew Chief Rodney Childers, they really need to get it together and put out a great effort to kind of bounce back from Darlington. Or I feel like they will already be defeated come Bristol time. There we go. Michael Massey with us here from frontstretch.com and at M underscore Massey 22. Michael, thank you for your time today. It's much appreciated. And who knows when we'll be hearing from you again, possibly with a Grammy in tow. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on, Ed. I'll, I'll let you know if that Grammy comes my way. And- Maybe you can take a picture of it or something. Michael hey, Massey. Yes, Trey? I was just going to say, if you want to listen to his next hit single, listen to the next episode of the Happy Hour Podcast coming out on Wednesday. Well, the next episode, who knows? Maybe that'll be the next parody that Michael Massey does. So one of the best. I, 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 all I know is, as someone who may or may not know what he's hooking up, it, it's going to be good. 
There it is, Michael Massey and Trey Lyle, of course, making it more challenging than ever with him. And last but not least, or maybe least, that professional football team in Landover, Maryland, or is it Ashburn, Virginia? Well, wherever it is, the Washington Commanders will be in Landover, Maryland this coming Sunday. And Candy Waller, Seawall Sports and Entertainment will be there before uh, the game. And after, of course, her hit here in the fast lane on the W226BG Timberlake, WVJMAM Lynchburg, WMNA Gretna Danville Southside. Seawall Game Week. It's here for the Washington Commanders. Have things settled down in terms of the vibe around this team to where it can be just about football? And apparently we will get to call Candy Waller back because that's what the ultimate next step is going to be because technical issues seem to be a theme of ours today. I hope so if you're a Commanders fan. The line is a little bit higher than I would have expected it to be in part because... I don't think Washington's offense has proven a ton yet, but this Arizona team has tank written with a capital T on top of it. And not that teams intentionally set out to tank, but we know there are clear issues with them, which is why Washington now firmly entrenched as a seven-point favored. And yes, Seawall is back on the line and back with us here in the fast lane. Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment. Seawall, have things settled down with the Washington Commanders entering game week where the focus can now be just on the product itself. Absolutely. It is finally a year after over two decades of where this team and fans can finally focus on football. Coach Ron Rivera even mentioned that in his presser today, that the focus is finally on football and not about things that are interesting but not important. So what is important is winning a football game this coming Sunday. What do we know about this commander's team now as they get ready to battle an Arizona squad that clearly has their fair share of issues, including apparently who's going to actually be their quarterback? I think one very important thing, and it goes around being focused on football, is that they're focused. They're showing more focus. They're showing more discipline. They're showing more sense of urgency. And those are all of the things you want to see out of a team going into week one. I think they're showing more excitement, and that's coming from all the great energy that's happening with fans right now. So week one is a sellout, as you all may have heard by now. And so it'll it'll be a good time and hopefully ends in a W. Is Ed's favorite song going to be played that day? Yes, you know what my song is, of course. I'm sorry, Seawall. <laughs> so, Seawall, will that song be played outside of the stadium or even inside of it? I'm Hey, the chance is going to be playing outside, inside, and if things go well on Sunday, maybe even outside after the game. Well, you know we'll be asking about that Monday in the fast lane, Seawall. In the meantime, enjoy the game in the opener and all the buzz that seems to be surrounding it. Last one for you, must-win territory for the Commanders, as weird as that is to say for a Week 1 game, just given that the fans have sold out and this is their chance to blow off some steam. And they're playing the Cardinals. Absolutely. This is for sure a must-win 
sold out after the first time in like over a decade. It's going to be mostly Commanders fans, and they're facing an Arizona team that is very depleted right now. This is definitely a must-win in Week 1 for the Commanders. Depleted. That's a nice way to put it. That, that's a very diplomatic way. That's why Candy Waller is the professional. She's got that fire in her. Oh, Jonathan Gannon would like her. She's got that fire in her. <laughs> she does because she brings it to the fast lane. Did she you take it- the bus today? Is that why you have that fire in her and you? Oh my gosh! It's <laughs> so I'm- hot outside, but you know, no, it's not. I think it's, I'm just ready to go. <laughs> I am so sorry, Seawall, that you got to experience that from Trey. In the meantime, our listeners can experience your insight at Seawall S E on Twitter, and of course. President of Bowie TV and contributor to us here in the Fast Lane. Seawall, thank you much. Look forward to chatting with you on Monday. All righty. Talk to you guys again then. Candy Baller with us here in the Fast Lane. Yes, we had to bring that song out, Trey. I'm glad you I, reminded I know. me. I, I did. Uh, but uh, you know, I, as I told Candy, I said we made it. I'm And um, yeah, we did it. We made football, but I just, you know, maybe someone is bitter about Jonathan Gannon. Someone oh, here. I, I, I think both of us are. Yeah, we're not fans of so, his in the so, fast lane. So, but just, you know what? We do have that fire lit in us. We do. And Even though we drove here today, we have that fire lit in us. And Friday, we will get a chance to unload on some NFL projections, college football and NFL week one for NFL week two for college football and NASCAR at Kansas. That's later this week. In the meantime, if you missed anything today, Fast Lane Edling, where you listen to podcasts Fastlane Ed Lane and Trail Off ET on the socials. We're back five at five PM tomorrow afternoon. Now very belated time to go live to the Zach Elb show.